place was familiar, because I used to live there. But now I was just visiting, trying to sleep on the carpet by Jimmy's oversized television right there in the place that used to be my room. I was thinking about five in the morning and about the alarm that seems to think I'm a heavy sleeper. If I was ever going to sleep through my alarm, it would have been that day. I also thought that maybe I shouldn't set the phone to only vibrate. What's going on, man? One of them said, kicking at my side. I don't remember if one of them was still in their underwear, but if I were to ask Jimmy, he'd probably say that they both were, or that all three of us were, and that I'm the one that's crazy for not remembering. Honestly, who knows what the heck was going on since I had been in a drowsy state since I got there. Jimmy had invited me to hang out there before making the drive down to Los Angeles. You're back. It was true, I was back. But the reasons were not that good. And even though I still feel embarrassed about the whole thing, it seemed much, much worse back then. To tell you about it, I have to take you back to 2014, to good old San Jose, California. I had just moved out of an old place in downtown San Jose, over on East Julian Street, for those of you familiar with the area, and I was studying at San Jose State University. And the place I lived at before that one was with two roommates in the house of a man that we all called Sam Boxers, because he liked to walk around in boxers. Using them as regular shorts, you could still scratch your butt through comfortably. When I felt the rent was too high, and I found myself eating from the Dollar Tree frozen food section more and more. I planned to move closer to the university in the downtown San Jose area, which I actually managed to find for a whopping $100 cheaper. The roommate I had was obsessed with keeping the place clean, even if the carpet was 50 years old and peeled to expose a rundown wooden floor. Conversations and fights of the downstairs neighbors were plenty. And through the crippling depression I felt being stuck in school, I often opted to stay home, curled up, reading things about veganism, even though I'm not a vegan, and economics, all while listening to them fight downstairs. Oddly enough, I don't think I ever saw the downstairs neighbors the entire semester I was there. But still, I should have stayed at the old place, with Jimmy and Ryan Bryan. Their new roommate, and my replacement, made a bad impression when he bought a pack of 24 rolls of toilet paper to share with everybody, as an offering of peace. I remember thinking, wow, what a nice gesture. But then he left the entire pack inside the bathroom, right by the splash zone by the toilet. Oh man, here we go. The whole time I was in downtown, I was in an uncomfortable mess. One of these times, the roommate had gotten upset over an oat being left on the kitchen sink. He even left it on the sink to wait for me to get home, to point to it, claiming that he saw two roaches and ants crawling all over the kitchen because of it. I forgot about the ants and just imagined those poor roaches fighting over a single oat that I had left in the sink. The hippie girl the roommate had brought into the house so often had bled over the toilet seat enough times for me to cause an even bigger scene, but I kept it to myself. I still cringe when I think of having to wipe it off, as a lonely hare fell to its death on the water 
and required some actions I'm not proud of to get it back out without having to flush it, since that never worked. But anyway, I loaded up some of the things in my 2001 Suburban and decided to drive home on a Thursday, already dreading the drive back to having to see the roommate again on Monday. But the month-to-month contract I had settled with my roommate proved to be handy this time around. I asked him a month before if he could charge the month's rent from the deposit since I planned on leaving. But he said that no, that our contract said that the deposit could not be used as rent. Whatever. I had enough of that guy. I just paid him the $650 and went back to my room, shutting the door behind me. He had asked me to keep the door and my window open in order to ventilate the place. Big and old upstairs apartment with no air conditioning. Sure, that made sense. But I closed it anyway. Had I done it out of spite, carelessness, or just simply forgotten? Who knows? It was probably spite. Plus, you know, the hippie girl. All the time I was there, I started sleeping to the rhythm of the old house. The bus stop was right in front of my window, and it didn't help. The bus would come by and fart right in front of the house, promptly at 5.45 a.m., before creaking away and releasing more air pressure up ahead by the traffic light. So the day had finally arrived. I loaded the last of my things onto the Suburban and waited for the roommate to come by. He would leave early in the morning and come back around 10 every single day. But... That specific night, 10 at night turned into 11, and I called him, and he didn't pick up. I wanted my deposit money back. He finally showed up around 11.30, probably thinking I was gone, to tell me bluntly that he didn't have the money, but that he would send it to me as soon as he got it. It was some issue with his bank or something. I had been in situations like these before, people owing me money. I still owe people a few bucks from back in the day, too. Sorry, Sarah. DM me your Venmo. Either way, I knew not to count on seeing that money ever again. So I told him that no, that we had agreed on it. He was so strict with his own rules, and yet he couldn't seem to follow a simple deposit return when he was supposed to. He reassured me that he'd send it that weekend. So I made him write me a note and sign it right there in front of me. Now, I'm not sure if those hold up, but symbolically it made me feel a little better. That's when I got into my truck to drive all night down to Los Angeles. I thought I wasn't going to return to San Jose yet. It had been a couple of weeks and that roommate had disappeared. He stopped answering the phone to tell me about the payment he owed. No signs of life. So I sent him a letter to that place, my old house, telling him that I was planning to take him to small claims court. I looked up everything from the fees to how to get people served, the stain on his record, the mark on my own record. It felt like a big deal. Honestly, I don't know what I was doing. About a week after that, I got a call from him. He lied by saying that he had gone to Hawaii for a project and that he had just gotten my letter in the mail. The deadline I had given him was two days away. Big coincidence. We agreed that I'd simply drive back up north, get the money, and drive back. So I did. You know, and just now, thinking back, I don't know why we just didn't send it via Western Union or whatever. Anyway, so I did. I drove the seven hours north, 
met him on the side of a dark street, literally, and he pulled up on his bicycle. I didn't even get out of the car when I rolled down my window and he kind of rolled up. Then he just gave me the money. I felt guilty for it. And I still don't know how else to describe that feeling of cornering someone into doing what they're supposed to do anyway. Then all of those power moves I had made to get those seven bills back all reduced me to shame when I looked at him and said, Hey man, but we're still cool, right? I mean, who cared? I didn't even want to be cool with him. The thought of someone hating me was scary at the time. So he looked at me and said, yeah, that he said he'd give me the money and he did so. He also gave me that smug face, wobbling his head from side to side, the kind that punchable faces do instinctively as a defense survival mechanism, you know, to avoid getting punched. So I gave him an awkward nod and then I simply drove away. And that was that. I called up Jimmy, the roommate from where I used to stay, a ways down the South San Jose area, letting him know that I was an SJ and wanted to know what he was up to. I can't believe I just said SJ. That's when he suggested I stop by and to just make the drive in the morning instead of driving all night. He was probably right. The fiery crash he described convinced me to grab a blanket and lay down in Jimmy's closet before being woken up by Ryan Bryan. His name is actually Ryan but I teased at not knowing his name when I met him, and it kind of stuck. I know his name is Ryan, but sometimes I still simply call him Ryan Bryan. I refuse to let that inside joke die, even if I'm the only one who laughs. I sat up when Ryan came in, the carpet imprinted on my left cheek. I tried hard to stay awake, but man, I was exhausted. I told him the story of the money, the whole reason I was back there before the big old slap in the face I was waiting for came from one of them. And I knew it was coming, but not like that. But Ryan didn't know me as well as Jimmy did, so it made sense that he'd be the one to say it. So you drove all the way back here for that. I understood then how much time and effort I had wasted with all the fees and gas and postage certificate of mailing to give us proof, spending more to get it. And I would have kept spending in court fees. Of course, I was able to realize this because I had actually gotten the money back. And I would like to say that I learned my lesson here to let things go. But sadly, this is a lesson worse than my third membership to 24-hour fitness. And it just kept coming back, getting worse and worse. I don't know. A note looks a lot bigger when you're a roach. Funny Story is written and produced by me, Edwin Covarrubias, for no purpose specifically. Stories shared here are clean and for a reason. My family is learning English and I want to be ready. All names and events mentioned here have been changed to protect their privacy, and then changed back to their original ones. If you want to get in touch or want to tell me about your biggest regret in life, you can find my details over on the podcast website, 
funnystorypodcast.com. And you'll be able to send me an email, DM, or whatever the cool kids are using these days. If you like the episode, be sure to subscribe to it before it's over. Because podcast apps jump to the next podcast on your list and this one just disappears. If this episode reminded you of someone, be sure to share it with them. I appreciate your time and I hope to have you back here again. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>